You're listening to the Digital Data Cafe podcast, where we talk about everything data-driven in your world. Join us each week to hear from the world's top business and industry leaders on why using data in a digital world matters. Here's your host, Albert Thompson. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for joining another quality episode of uh, Digital Data Cafe. Really excited here. I'm with uh, Brent Albrecht. He is the uh, Vice President of Business Development with Friendemic. Brent, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Awesome. Hey, Albert, I appreciate you having me on. No, uh, super excited. And, um, you know, Brent, uh, you know, I, I know we just got back from, from NADA and, uh, and and you guys were out there. So uh, it was pretty exciting to see you out there. But, you know, um, tell us tell us a little bit about NADA. How was it for you? I, oh, it was an awesome show. You know, I, I think if anything, uh, I would have taken another day. I mean, there's so many people that I haven't seen for, you know, maybe two or three years in person. There just wasn't enough time in the day to catch up with everybody and to sit down and have conversations. So there, I had a long list of people I wanted to talk to and, and you just couldn't get to them all. But no, it was a great show. That was great. And I, and I was really glad to catch up with you and the, and the Friendemic team. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. I think uh, just another day would have been nice. And in the two halls, right? They were, you know, kind of far from each other. So it was hard to get through both. Yeah. Of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, for, for those that are listening, Brent, you know, what would you say uh, was your takeaway from the show? I'm sure, you know, others have their opinions, but what do you think that you heard from dealers? What'd you hear from vendors? What would you say you, you, you took away from the show this year? You know, I, I think, you know, there's, there's a, you know, more emphasis on um, doing business digitally. Right. And, and, and we've already, you know, chatted about that in, in a few different ways that, that COVID really um, pushed consumers forward much faster in terms of, you know, shopping online, shopping virtually and doing more and more of the car buying process online. And, and I think dealers are still, you know, like wrestling, like what's the best solution? You know, because the reality is some dealers, you know, they want people to come in the dealership. Like they make money on, on your trade-in and they make money on F&I. Right. And, and if you bought everything, if you bought everything front to back on the website, they miss out on some of those other sales opportunities. And so how do they, how do they move people into this digital commerce, you know, solution that they want, but still, you know, make the money and, and make sales like they used to do, you know, and it's, it's a challenge. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting that you brought up the, uh, the COVID and I, and I definitely want to touch on that. Um, but you know, for those that are listening, um, Brent, why don't you give, you know, everybody a little bit of background on, on yourself and, and, and what's your story? How did you, um, how'd you end up at, as the VP of business development at Friendemic and, and what is Friendemic? Um, yeah, yeah, no. So I've been with Friendemic. It'll be eight years this summer. Wow. Uh, so I, I actually worked for another social media, uh, reputation, social media company for about four years. So in that whole reputation, social media space for automotive, it's been almost 12 years. Wow. Uh, so we're doing that a long time. Love it. Uh, love working in the automotive space. Um, as, as you know, too, right. A lot of people work in auto, work in auto for a long time, that's you right. know, at various, you know, either vendors or OEMs. But, but I think that's really cool because now that you develop relationships with people for, mm-hmm. for a long time, you that's know, right. the people I've worked with, you know, like 10 years in this industry. And I think that's, that's really awesome. Um, you know, before that I did digital marketing. I don't want to show my age too much, but <laughs> I was, you know, one of the first digital marketing things. Uh, I worked for a company where we were building websites for people. I mean, that's, you know, mid, mid nineties. 
Hmm. You know, and and then all of a sudden this thing came up of, you know, you're building websites for people. And, you know, I remember selling it to dealers at the time and they're like, we don't, we don't need a website. Right. And they right. all have them now. And then, and then e-commerce came out and then the people are like, we don't need to do e-commerce. Right. We just want a brochure website. And then they all got into e-commerce. Right. And you can see how, how it, how it continues to evolve. So digital marketing has been something I've been doing for almost uh, 30 years, but uh, really social media is uh, and, and reputations were the focus of the last decade. You know, um, it's it's interesting that, that you brought that up because I've I've seen that evolution too. You know, um, you know, I, I got in at a very young age. So I've been in myself 25 years. So I've seen that whole, you know, evolution from don't need a website. Now it's like, oh no, uh, I remember the early 2000s. It was like uh, the e-commerce is going to take it over. They'll be buying cars right from the website. And, you know, and now what, 20 some years later, we're actually starting to finally get to digital retailing. Um, but yep. let's talk about Friendemic. And, you know, you mentioned social, you mentioned, you know, reputation and that kind of being the forte. Um, is that the ecosystem that Friendemic really excels in? Or, or give us a little background on how you guys are doing at Friendemic there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I said, I've been at Friendemic eight years. They've been around uh, 11 going on 12 years. Mm-hmm. So, so I've been with them uh, for a long time, but not since the beginning. Uh, they, they've always been uh, focused on the niche of what you call reputation and social media. Mm-hmm. Now, now what we do in reputation, social media has evolved, you know, in the very early days, a lot of it was, uh, doing doing marketing on, on for dealers of how do you build more likes? Do you remember that? And it was all yeah. like everybody wanted like oh we just want more likes. And it was the more likes you got, the more people that saw your post. Mm-hmm. The posting was free and there was no boosting back then. And and that was the strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, and then it really changed from there. You know, and Facebook ads came around. But but for Nemec's always been a technology provider at heart. You know, and, and we've had, you know, our own reputation software from, from day one. Um, it's, it's evolved a lot, you know, in and around that. But, but like I said, you could see the evolution from social posting to we got in and do Facebook ads a lot um, for a while. Uh, really moved away to that because we want to focus on on being the software provider, right? It's, it's really hard to... To, to follow a, a, a SaaS model and be great at software. And you're like, and let's do like agency and be great at Facebook ads and, and those things. And, and you had to almost pick a direction at, at that point um, a, a few years ago. And, and, and software is where, where, you know, where we started and that's where we wanted to stay. So, so we really moved away from ads. We see partners and we don't want to interfere with that. So now it works out nice, right? I'm not competing with my agency partners for ads and, and we'll do the software side. Yeah, that's great. And, and you know, it's interesting that you said that, right? Because it's like, if you want to really build a SaaS platform, you, you almost have to pick a lane, right? You, you can't go into the ads agency model and then also stand up a SaaS platform and compete with your agencies that you want to adopt yeah. your, your platform. Um, and then, you know, exactly. I've been following you guys for quite some time and, and um, you know, really exciting. I, I've watched you guys develop the, the Catalyst platform. Um, but for those that are listening, why don't you tell us what is Catalyst and, and how does it really impact my dealership and, and what can it do for us? Oh, yeah. So the Catalyst suite is, is that that's our proprietary software. And like I said, you know, like early, early, early days, our software was limited to you could do review invites, manage reviews and social posting. And that was really about it. Mm-hmm. And, and we've continued to expand um, the, the products and features in there and dealers can pick and choose the ones they want. But part of it is, is you know, having a lot of conversation with dealers and, and you could, you know, we could see where this was headed. They, they don't want to deal with tons of different vendors 
for every tiny little product. Right. So, so you know, we, we've broken them out. Catalyst Reputation lets you send out review invites and manage all your reviews. And there, there are other vendors out there that have a reputation solution, but that's all it does is reputation. Right. And then we have Catalyst Video, and it allows you to send share one-on-one high-def videos easily. With, so like salespeople can do walk-around videos, intro videos, and then service videos. There are vendors out there that have a video product, and that's all it does. Right. You know, and then we have, you know, Catalyst Photo lets you collect um, photo and content for social media posting. And, and there's apps out there for that. But the reality is, does a dealer really want, like, three different mobile apps on three different platforms, you know, through three different vendors? And, and that's one of the things that really felt that was unique with Frendemic is – we built a suite that has all these products, you know what I mean? And now you can log in a, a single place and do them all. And then really excited this year, uh, launching Catalyst Publisher, which that social content you can capture through our platform. Now you can publish, uh, schedule it out and do mass posts. And you can do it across eight different networks. So not just Facebook only, but Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Instagram, WhatsApp, and uh, well, a couple more probably. I mean, forget. Um, and then we're having a chat software that's going to launch by Q3. Wow. So again, with this idea, you know, here now you have a single platform. You can pick and choose the pieces you want, but but it's a single login and you can handle it. You know, you manage everything that way. Yeah, um, Brent, it, it's fantastic. And, and I got to tell you, from my time that I spent, um, you know, on the OEM side, right, uh, working with uh, Infinity, this was a big problem. I mean, this was a major problem. And it was, you know, one of the things that I, I liked the most about your Frendemic Catalyst software is that, you know, if you think about it from a workflow standpoint, you know, I'm a dealership, right? And I've got a consumer, I've got a lead that comes in, it's hitting my CRM. You know, a lot of the OEMs require uh, an FQR, first quality response. Um, and, yep. and then it's like, well, you know, how can I, you know, really integrate a video response to that? Cause we know we're starting to move in. Hey, you know, customized, personalized videos, 10 to 15 second video. Hey Brent, this is a, you know, Albert over here at your dealership. This is your Ford, you know, F-150, you know, and you walk around the car, you know, how do you do that? Incorporate that in an easy streamlined way to, to send that to the consumer. And then, you know, how do you manage your photos from that? How do you, you know, you'll seek and, and get reviews and reputation from that all in one platform. And, and that's, what's really really unique about your software. And I think it really falls in line with, with helping stores to streamline their process. Yep. And, and we've really built around. We don't want to get into a variety of products that don't make sense, right? We want them all to be related. And, and, you know, our, our mission is really around helping dealers communicate digitally yeah. with the, with their prospects and customers. Okay. And, and if you think about it, then, you know, just like you said, right. So prospects that want to see, see videos, walk around videos of cars. Okay. That's digital communication. And then, you know, those happy customer photos of people after the sale for social media posting, that's part of your digital communication as well as asking the right reviews and responding to the reviews. Um, so, and, and then obviously you see chat fills in nicely, you know, in that set of digital, digital communications with the customers. I love that. I think it's the uh, it's the North Star. It sounds like, you know, for Frendemic, if it's digital and it's communicating with your customers, that's your that's your North Star. Um, what's yep. very exciting is is this publisher piece that's coming out. Right. Because I think one of the biggest challenges and, and a lot of dealers that, that I know personally, I've, I've spoken with, it's, you know, hey, I want to also do organic posts on my social. It doesn't necessarily want to be paid all the time. Hey, I want to I want to promote organically. I want to communicate, you know, what's happening in my community. I want to communicate what's happening on the lot. 
but I want to make sure that, that I'm not spending all this time doing Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, and, and that's been a, a need yep. for so long. It's exciting to hear that this is coming down the, the pike. Can you um, tell us a little bit more about, you know, what you think that might do for, for the dealer world? Yeah. I, I um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. And, and I would say too, you know, we, we said like, we don't want to be an agency. We want to be a technology provider. We do offer some services, but really the services we offer are like a very logical add on to one of the software pieces for the dealers that don't want to do it themselves. But we, we built the software suite. So you could use our software. If you have a marketing person at the dealership and you're like, I want to handle this in house. You absolutely can. Right. Will you get alerts when the reviews come in you from our platform, you can see them respond to them. You can cap, you know, all the content that comes in, you could capture it. Now you could post it with publisher and you could do it yourself. And then some dealers don't have time to do that. And so they, they outsource it to us. Well, that's where a lot of this came from. We, we used, um, we used uh, a couple other software publishing tools over the years. I think there's, there's almost 800 dealers now that we publish social content for. Wow. So we've got a big team using software and, and you quickly learn what works and doesn't. So I don't need to necessarily call them out, but it's, you know, names you've heard of, we had them and they all work, but they're, none of them are designed for automotive specific, right? Mm-hmm. They're, you know, and there's the same with that with a lot of vendors. They're, they're providing solutions for all businesses and all verticals. And sometimes that all doesn't work for what an auto dealer needs. And sure. the same with us. We couldn't find a good publishing tool that worked for our auto dealer specific clients. And then finally, we were like, you know what? You build one. And that's what you did on the reputation side at one point and even our review response platform. So we have a, a separate inter- enterprise response console that, that we offer to groups. It's the tool that our team used for years. And then at some point, we're like, enough clients are asking for you know, the tool, not right. the service. We made it available for them. That's really what happened for publisher. We've had our team has been using our publisher tool for a year, but then you have to go and you have to kind of change some of this structure to make it so I could let dealers use it direct, you know, manage their individual user accounts. And that's, that's really the shift. So for our team, it doesn't seem like a new product, but offering it direct to dealers is. And so that's why we think it's really cool, but you can go create a single post. And I could in theory just, post that same post across eight networks. But let's say, no, wait, I want to, I have my post built, but in Twitter, I want to put some hashtags on. Oh, Google Plus, well, Google, that's old, uh, Google Business (laughs) Profile page, I want to add a call to action link. You know what I mean? And Facebook, I want to tweak this on Instagram. You can tweak the post on each network and then still go boom and you send it out to eight different networks. So, you know, it's really around saving time across all the networks or, if you were part of a group and you're like, Hey, for my 15 Toyota stores, I want to push this Toyota incentive. You could do that. And so again, for us managing a lot of dealers, that's some of the features that, that we wanted and needed for, for what we do for our clients. It's interesting that you had a, a natural progression from, from being able to help, you know, big groups and, and dealers to being able to now create a tool that, that syndicates, 
and, and now they can actually use it. Yep. Um, and, and with that said, I think it's a it's a good opportunity for us to segue on, you know, what is the value for, for dealers uh, in terms of reputation? But even more so, I, I know you guys are also doubling down on, on GBP. It's so hard for me to, to remember. I'm so used to Google my business, but GBP, right? Yes. So, you know, you talked about the COVID landscape. You talked about the audience and the way that we're moving into a, a digital framework now from the from the pandemic. And so we're hearing more about GBP, why it's so important. We're hearing more about, you know, reputation. Well, walk us through that and, and why it's important to double down in that space. Yeah, I mean, yeah, boy, you know, and, and you're right. Google My Business is still comes easier for me to say than Google Business Profile. So right. I'll say it wrong probably a few more times on the stuff. <laughs> um, you know, you know, again, you know, COVID was part of that switch of, of more consumers shopping digitally. Um, you know, Google's almost always ahead of the game. You know, and they're, they're you know, trying to make the online pro- shopping process easier. And part of that is instead of, you know, sending, you know, somebody going to a, a Google business profile page and then from there going to your website and searching around to find information, that's not super user friendly. And especially more and more people are on mobile now. You got to make it easy for them. People have short attention spans. So, you know, th- there's a lot of talk about how your Google business profile page has become your new home page because that's where the shopping journey starts now when I'm buying a car. Mm-hmm. And that said, there's a lot of information that you could give to a consumer so that they don't have to go to your website. And obviously, you know, I can click the call, I can see the store hours. Um, but, you know, more importantly, I can, you know, click to make an appointment, um, you know, at the dealership. And now with Google cars for sale, I can see some of the inventory on there. Um, you know, I can see the products they have. So, you know, Google's done that. They've made these changes so that it, the consumer can get so much more of their buying information there. And in some cases, they get enough of what they need to make a decision. And, and I think where you really see that, you know, I use the example all the time of restaurants. If you think about it, like, you know, if you go to Google my business, wow, Google business profile pages for a restaurant, right? You and I right. want to go out somewhere. We're looking for a Chinese food. It's easy to search Chinese restaurants. I can go see pictures of the food menu. I can, and, and because they're all integrated with the reservation system, right? I can make a reservation at the restaurant like, I don't, why would I, and I can read reviews. Why do I need to go to the, the restaurant's website at all? Yeah. But it, it's a seamless experience. And that's where you think auto's going, right? That same yep. kind of direction. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, we just did a, a podcast with, um, uh, Chris Lytle, the CEO of DBA platform. And, and he used to actually be, uh, one of the heads over there at, um, at, at Google and, um, it's funny because he was talking about near me searches, right? And and since the pandemic, yep. um, you know, one of the stats that that a lot of people don't know is is forty one percent of all searches now um, are containing near me. And actually, um, another Google Consumer Insights report that I just read, uh, Brent talks about how in the last couple of years, near me has increased by more than two hundred percent. But here's what's really interesting: um, over half of all Google business profile interactions actually led to exactly what you're talking about, uh, a click to the site, uh, a call. And then 97% of those users did all of their research on the GBP. So it's, it's clearly how consumers are consuming business information today. Oh, it absolutely is. And, and, you know, just to throw another stat at you. So we had, we had one of our uh, Sarah Honda store uh, down in, in Illinois. Uh, we're talking to them and they said, you know, looking at their, their Google stats, 16% of the web traffic 
was coming from their Google business profile page, right? And so you're like, all right, well, that's, that doesn't wow me maybe in that sense. But then they're like, on the, on the website, 27% of the form fills are from the Google My Business page, well, Google Business Profile, and 69% of the phone calls. So you can really? see like, you know, it's, I, I remember like old, 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 long time ago days, there were guys that were selling yellow pages. And they would be like, oh, we have all this research that, you know, X number of people get mm-hmm. your number from the yellow pages. And they use that as justification of why you need to advertise in the yellow pages. And it wasn't though that the yellow pages were the, the great place to advertise, right. but it was like the last place you looked before you picked up the phone. Yeah. Google, Google business profile pages, like that's where you go. I'm on Google, I'm doing my searches, I look at reviews, I click the call. So, right. you know, 69% of your phone calls from Google business profile, it's going to be a big deal. And, and again, you got to take advantage of that as a dealer. A hundred percent. I mean, it, it, it's incredible um, how important the Google business profile is. And if you really think about it, right, if you, you know, from a consultant hat, right? So if I put my consultant hat on and I'm talking with a, with a general manager or a dealer principal, you know, let's, let's walk through that consumer journey, right? Let's say I'm in market and I want to sell my car. Or I want to buy a car. What's the first thing I do, right? I'm going to go to a Google search. I'm going to do a, you know, a Bing search and Bing's got their own version of, of GBP. But here's the thing is, right? I'm going to type in whatever I'm looking for, whatever dealership I'm looking for, whatever car I'm looking for. And what's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to interact with that entry point into your website, which is the GBP. And yep. If I need to just pick up the phone and make a call, I'm going to do it right from the Google business profile. If I need to make an appointment, I might do it right from that service-based Google business profile. Anything. Oh, absolutely. And, yep, yep. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the good news is dealers do pretty well with their main Google listing. And, you know, and, in a, in a, in a, as, a, as a place to sell cars. But, you know, the, the big change that we've seen over the last, wow, was it a year and a half now or maybe longer, Google says you should separate out service and parts pages, um, right? You have those as separate departments. And, it, and I still think that the dealers are missing this opportunity. They haven't looked. If you go, you know, so I live out kind of in Napa Valley area. You know, if you were to search, let's say, you know, I'm in Napa and I'm doing search for a Toyota dealer, I would assume if there's, a, if there's Napa Valley Toyota, that it's going to come up first. Right. right. And for most of these dealers, if they search for, you know, Honda dealer in, you know, in my town and they're the Honda store, they'll come up first. Mm-hmm. And you're like, see, everything's right in the world. Exactly what I expect. But now I'm like, well, let's change that search a little bit. Make it Honda auto repair instead of Honda dealer. And now all of a sudden, sometimes you're not number one anymore. And you're like, wait, you are in this city. You are absolutely the closest Honda dealer. But for Honda auto repair, you don't come up first. Sometimes it's because other stores have a service page and you don't. That gives them an advantage. Um, sometimes repair places have, have killed it. You know, if you think about it, the, you know, the, the Midas, Jiffy Lube, Pet Boys of the world, they all have Google business profile pages that talk nothing about anything but service, right? They're like, we're all service, all auto repair. There, there's no selling cards or anything. And they, they beat the franchise dealers for a lot of years. Yes. And now Google has given franchise dealers like, here's how you, here's how you get in that, that fight right here. If you want to compete with these guys and get auto local auto repair business, here's how you do it. And still, I think there's dealers that are skeptical that, that they, they do this, but you know, start doing, you know, brake service near me, oil change near me, you know, Toyota repairs near me in your market and see where you come up. Right. And you don't do, 
there as well as you do on the car sale side, because that's where you put all your efforts for all these years. You know, it's so um, <clears throat> it's funny. And, and I actually was a part of this, right? I was a part of this initiative uh, from the OEM side, you know, the OEMs uh, in particular, you know, I was working with Infinity, right? And this is where from an, um, uh, a brand perspective, they started to initiate, you know, wanting dealers to have a parts page, a service page, and then a, and a brand, you know, business page for sales. And, you know, some dealers adopted it, but then, you know, you've got to dispel this rumor, Brent, because half of the world thinks, you, you know, you should have one page. And then half of the world says you should have a parts and a service page. Um, what's what's the answer? I you know I know what my answer is, but I, I agree with you. I think dealers absolutely one hundred percent are, are going to need the opportunity to capture that service and parts business separate from sales. And with as much traffic that comes in on these Google business pages, why wouldn't you want that additional exposure? Can you tell us any reason why they shouldn't have a service or parts page? I no, I I mean I I just think the more time that goes on, the the more evidence and stuff that, that we can see in terms of how many more searches you show up in and 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 how much business that drives. But the reality is, it's two different customers, right? Like again, if if I'm in need of an oil change for you know, you're like, well, could I could be buy I could be a new car customer too. I'm like, well, I could be, but I'm probably not searching for a new Jeep and an oil change at the exact same time, right? right? right. At, at a given time, I'm in the market for auto repair services or maintenance services, or I'm in the market to buy a vehicle. And I know there's some crossovers, right? They bring a car in for service and they get you to trade it in, right? But those are the exceptions. The reality is if, if I'm, you know, if I need brakes on my car, I want to go to a page that tells me about your service department and I can read reviews from other people who had repairs done there. And the fact that you bought a truck from them two weeks ago is not relevant, you know, accurate information. And I, I, I don't know how you make sense to, to combine them all. Um, the people I think that, that are more skeptical is because there are examples out there where there's service pages that haven't done much for dealers. And so right. then they use that as a reason like, oh, this isn't good. There's, there's at least one OEM that went out and created parts and service pages for every single dealer in the country, right? They worked with Google, they all had them, no photos, there's no reviews. And so of course, that doesn't look like credible business to Google. They don't show them in searches. Right. So then now you, all these dealers are like, I don't know, I have these service pages, like they don't do anything for me. And you're like, no, they absolutely do not, right? You do have to optimize the page. That's right. And, and the, you know, and, and one of the big things we see, and, and this is why we're in the, the Google business profile help management business for dealers, is you gotta have reviews, right? This, this is where it goes hand in hand. Google has said not just that you need reviews, but they're gonna look at the number of reviews you get, your average rating, how recent the reviews are, whether you respond to them, you gotta respond to all of them, you gotta respond to them all quickly. There's, I think there's like five or six different parameters around reviews that all go into sort of the weighting of your Google business profile page. Right. So, you know, reputation used to be that thing that OEMs kept telling you, you have to do a good job in, or you're like, this is a measure of our customer service. And, and while those, are, those still may apply, the reality is reviews drive SEO. I think it is virtually impossible to have a successful SEO strategy on Google and completely ignore your reputation. Yes. Right? You, they, they go hand in hand. And you know, I don't know how you're like, I don't, I don't care about reviews and I ignore those, but I'm going to pay an agency to, to manage all my SEO. You're tying the agency's hands. You got to have good reputation for, to win on Google. Reviews drive SEO. I'm telling you, that's probably the best quote 
of the show, Brent reviews drive SEO. Hey, listen, it, it's it's critical to to the to the way consumers even search. And you know, um, it, it's funny, right? Because if you think about it, if consumers aren't searching for something, then they're surfing or they're socializing. And if they're socializing, part of reputation is social, right? It's, hey, you know, let me look at what other consumers have done or what other experiences they have had with their purchases and how have those purchases measured up in terms of a, of a good consumer experience. And that's how I'm going to base my next decision as to how I buy. So these dealers have got to have, uh, you know, a, a, re a review presence. They have to, you know, make sure that as part of their closed as part of the delivery, they're, they're doing something to engage reviews. What are some of the best practices that, that you guys uh, mentioned at, at Prendemic for getting uh, retailers to actually engage on, on reviews? Is there a best practice you can recommend? Yeah, I, I think, well, part of it is, you know, th there's a lot of dealers now that have a process where they ask customers to write a review. And, you know, usually it's now, it's, you know, an email or a text goes out, you know, hey, thanks for your business. Please write a review on one of the sites below. It's, it's, you know, there's still some vendors where, or, or CRMs where the solution just pushes everybody to your main Google My Business page, uh, Google Business Profile page. It's, it, it's, you need to find the right software provider where they can parse out that data. So if it's a sales customer and I click to Google, then you send me to your main page. If it's a service customer, then it sends me to your Google service page. Like that's really easy and it's seamless for the customer. They don't mm -hmm. know, they just, you send them to the right Google page. And if you do that, all of a sudden you'll get reviews on both pages. So, so one, you got to get good reviews on both your pages. Make sure you respond to them quickly. If you don't have time, outsource it. Um, and then I think the other thing is photos and content. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think people will do the social posting below and you don't, it's not like Facebook where, you know, the big difference I think I see between Google and Facebook in terms of posting, you know, Facebook post really got to be, you know, it was only seen by your fans. And then it was like, well, I'll buy a part of your fans. And then you could boost it with ad dollars, right, to get the post team more. But still, engagement was relatively low. But that's because you're hitting sort of a, a broad audience on Facebook. On Google, the people who see your Google business profile page, it's because they've done relevant searches, right? I was searching for a Honda dealer. I came upon your Honda Google business profile page. So, I mean, I'm much more of a low funnel prospect than the average person is on Facebook. And so it's, it's a more relevant audience. You get a lot more engagement and action off those posts and it doesn't require boosting. So you don't need near the volume. I think, you know, you could do, you did one sales post and one service post a week. You're, you look really good. That's right. right? Like you, you don't need to kill it with volume. You need good relevant posts there when people visit your page. And then the other thing is, uh, I don't think people see this a lot the little photos at the top of the Google business profile page, they get a lot of views. Um, consumers look at, and so the more photos you add, generally we see you, you get a lot more visibility on your Google business profile page. So, you know, I would say you want, you know, at least 20 reviews, you want at least 20 photos, just to have to get sort of a bare minimum before Google will even sort of pay attention to you yeah. and, and then get regular posting there. And, and then you'll see, start tracking those and you can start, you know, you'll see the, um, the searches rise and then the corresponding, you know, phone calls, direction requests and web clicks. It, it absolutely does. And, and it makes a big difference. I'm so glad you brought this up because, you know, um, and, and nobody knows the exact algorithm that, that, that Google's going to, you know, place in terms of, you know, the weighted average, but I think, you know, a good rule of thumb to your point, you know, one photo a week, one post a week, 
Um, and, and, you know, obviously, I think another area that we should mention that, that doesn't really get a lot of attention, but I think is super important is, is Q&As. Um, you know, if you can actually yeah. do, yes, if you can do a good seated Q&A and, and strategically think about, you know, may, maybe it's something as, as simple as, you know, um, doing a, a question saying, hey, are you offering 1.99% this month for whatever OEM event? Those things could start to show in, a, in an SEO search eventually. And you could, you know, make sure that you're starting to rise to the top on that. I think that's an area that also gets forgotten quite often. Oh, I agree. I, anytime you can control the narrative, right, or control the conversation, like you should take advantage and do that. And, and that's why, you know, if you ask people to write reviews, you'll get a lot more good reviews. So you're controlling that narrative and you will respond to them. You're controlling that conversation. If you see questions then, and then post answers, like you said, no, that, that's a, that's a good one. I left out and I agree. It's, it's, it's easy to do and it can have a lot of value. Well, Brent, I think what's most exciting here is, is, is talking about this publisher that's coming out. I think publisher will help solve a lot of these uh, organic postings and, and helping to have dealers be able to do some of this, this legwork and, and, and agencies to help with it. Um, so l- let me ask you this, those that are listening, um, who's your ideal customer? I mean, are we, are we talking dealers direct? Are we talking, you know, agencies who should reach out to Friendemic if they want to, you know, solve their Google business problem, if they want to solve their social publisher problem, if they need video content, what, what should they do? Um, you know, so specifically I tend to work with our, our agency business partners and like the larger dealer groups, but I mean, on, you know, on a whole, any dealers out there, you know, I think between all the different software pieces we have, you know, we've got a solution for you that, that can work. Um, so you can definitely contact us for that, but, but agencies as well, if you're like, Hey, you know, we're trying to do good SEO for these dealers. But, but a better reputation score on Google would help make SEO easier for you. Or even if you're doing a lot of, you know, PPC ads on Google. At some point, people go look at ads and reviews will show on the ads, or I check the reviews before the time I look at your ad, the time I'm going to go to the store. Reputation matters. So, you know, we work well with agencies on, on kind of, you know, white label reseller arrangements, um, as well as dealers. So, so happy, happy for either. You know, I'm easy to find at parentsatfriendemic.com. You know, and we reach out and, and I'm happy just to answer questions too. If somebody's like, I have more questions on my Google business profile page or, you know, here's the problems we're having with it and why it's not getting results. You know, I'm happy to answer questions where I can. Brent, I really appreciate it. Uh, and, and you got to connect with Brent or, or friendemic.com if you guys are interested out there. But I'll tell you, some of the, the most forward uh, looking and, and forward innovative uh, technology company out there. So thanks, Brent. I appreciate it. And uh, appreciate you joining Digital Data Cafe. Wow, thank you, Albert. All right, appreciate it. Good time talking. Thank you.